It's time for another edition of Trivia Tracks with yours truly, Price Robertson. For four decades, Barnhill Arena played host to Arkansas Razorbacks and Ladybacks basketball games. The 10,000-seat multipurpose arena began life in 1954 as the Arkansas Fieldhouse and was renamed in 1973 in honor of John Barnhill, the school's former head football coach and athletic director. The arena was considered one of the toughest to play in, first in the Southwest Conference and then in the Southeastern Conference, especially when Nolan Richardson was coach. It earned the nickname Barnhill Arena because of its rabid student section after the Razorbacks and Ladybacks basketball teams moved to Bud Walton Arena in 1993, the University of Arkansas converted Barnhill Arena into a volleyball and gymnastics-specific facility. And the Ladybacks volleyball and gymnastics teams have played there ever since. On occasion, the arena is used for special events, such as concerts, graduations, and speakers. Until the 1960s, who'd thought Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, that is, would have a brass band? Danny Davis and the Nashville Brass brought the big band sound to country music. An idea executives at RCA, Davis's label for years thought was terrible. He was born George Nallen in Massachusetts in 1925 and grew up in a large Irish Catholic family. By age 14, he played trumpet with the Massachusetts All-State Symphony Orchestra and was granted admittance to the prestigious New England Conservatory of Music, but left after six weeks to join drummer Gene Krupa's big band. He went on to play with other big band leaders, including Sammy Kay, Art Mooney, and Freddie Martin. When he signed with MGM Records as a vocalist in the 1950s, he changed his name to Danny Davis. When an executive told him he looked like a Danny, he chose the surname Davis because it was a common name in the South. In the early 60s, he formed a group called Danny Davis and the Titans. It wasn't until Davis moved to RCA Records that he pitched his idea of recording country songs with brass instruments. Although the label's New York division didn't like the idea, RCA's Nashville division, run by Chet Atkins, bought it. Danny Davis and the Nashville Brass, as they would be called, quickly found an audience with the release of their first two albums. They would take home several Grammy Awards, tour the Las Vegas Strip, make numerous TV appearances, and were one of the first country acts to have their own airplane. When touring Vegas, the group opened for Connie Francis and K-Star. In addition, Danny Davis and the Nashville Brass recorded the theme song to the TV cartoon Speed Racer. In the 80s, Davis became part of the Million Dollar Band on Hee Haw. Davis and Brass maintained a heavy touring schedule well into the 1990s. The group gave their final public performance on July 23, 2005 at the Colonnade in Ringgold, Georgia. The group performed two shows and received standing ovations for each. Davis suffered a fatal heart attack on June 12, 2008, at age 83. Question. Who is Sylvester Ritter? For those of us wrestling aficionados, we remember him as the Junkyard Dog. He received that nickname while working in a wrecking yard. Born December 13, 1952, in Wadeboro, North Carolina, Sylvester Ritter played football at Fayetteville State University, twice earning honorable mention All-American status, and is a member of their Sports Hall of Fame. He graduated with a political science degree. In wrestling, Ritter debuted in the Tennessee Territory, working for promoter Jerry Jarrett, before moving to Nick Gullis' company and using the ring name Leroy Rochester. 
From there, he moved to Stu Hart's Stampede Wrestling as Big Daddy Ritter, where he captured the North American Heavyweight Championship twice. Later, he joined Mid-South Wrestling, where he became Junkyard Dog. Entering the ring with his trademark chain attached to a dog collar to the music of Queen's Another One Bites the Dust, Junkyard Dog often headlined cards that drew large crowds and regularly sold out the Louisiana Superdome and other major venues becoming, quote-unquote, the first black wrestler to be made the undisputed top star of his promotion. Wrestling historian Brian Shields called Junkyard Dog one of the most electrifying and charismatic wrestlers in the country, particularly during his peak in the early 1980s. Junkyard Dog later wrestled for the WWF and WCW until 1993. He then worked as a trainer until he perished in an auto accident June 1st, 1998 in Forest, Mississippi. He was 45 years old. She was one of Roller Derby's biggest stars. Joan Weston, known as the Blonde Bummer, Blonde Amazon, Golden Girl, and Roller Derby Queen, was born January 20th, 1935 in Huntington Beach, California, and grew up in nearby Downey. In 1954, Weston joined the original Roller Derby headed by promoter Leo Seltzer, becoming a favorite member of the Los Angeles Braves. Her fame increased when, in 1965, she was appointed captain of the San Francisco Bay Bombers. She appeared on 19 consecutive all-star teams in the sport and was the highest-paid female roller derby player in the 1960s and 70s. She usually skated as the distaff heroine of the sport, no matter what team she appeared with. Her longtime rivals on the track included Ann Calvello, Kathy Reed, Sandy Dunn, Jan Vallow and Margie Laszlo. The 1972 film Kansas City Bummer, starring Raquel Welch, was supposedly inspired by, but not based on, Weston. Joan Weston was a mentor to many professional roller derby skaters that made it on a team, and was said to take rookies under her wing. In fact, roller derby was not Weston's only sport. While a student at Mount St. Mary's College, Weston played softball and was also involved in surfing and canoeing. In 1962, she won the Hawaii Canoe Outrigger Championship. After her roller derby career was over, she played softball in the San Francisco Bay Area Leagues. On May 10, 1997, at age 62, Joan Weston succumbed to Kreutzfeldt Jacob disease. This remarkable father and daughter recording duo made country music irresistibly appealing to millions. The Kendalls, comprising of Royce and Jeannie Kendall, charted three number one hits between 1977 and 1985. Heaven's Just a Sin Away, Sweet Desire, and Thank God for the Radio. During that same time span, 22 other singles reached the country top 40. Royce Kendall and his brother Floyd's original surname, Kai Kendall, that's K-U-Y-K-E-N-D-A-L-L, were raised in Missouri, with family roots in the Arkansas Ozarks. Later, they moved to California, where they recorded and performed on television. Royce and Melba Kendall's daughter, Jeannie, proved to be musically talented from an early age. And as a teenager, she became her father's duet partner. In 1969, when Jeannie was 15 years old, the Kendalls recorded an album for Stop Records, from which a single was released in 1970, a cover of Leaving on a Jet Plane. The duo signed with Dot Records in 1972, released an album and two singles before moving to the Ovation label in 1977. Their first single for the label, a cover of Kitty Wells' Making Believe, made the lower regions of the charts. It wasn't until 1978 that Heaven's Just a Sin Away proved to be their breakthrough hit. The song topped the country charts, was a minor crossover pop hit, and won a Grammy Award for 
or best country vocal by a duo or group. More hits followed, including Sweet Desire, You'd Make an Angel Wanna Cheat, and a cover of Dolly Parton's Put It Off Until Tomorrow. In fact, G.D. Kendall's powerful soprano has often been compared to Parton's. The Kendall's jumped ship to Mercury Records in 1981 and had their last number one country hit, in 1984 with Thank God for the Radio, which was also their last single to reach the top 10. Their last top 20 hits came in 1984 and 1985 with My Baby's Gone and I'll Dance Every Dance with You. In subsequent years, they recorded for MCA and Epic Records with only minor hits. Since Royce's death in 1998, Jeannie Kendall has had a successful solo career, recording two solo albums. She continues to tour and perform. For more amazing trivia, check out the Trivia Tracks podcast at thewatchatallpodcast.com. Till next time, I'm Price Robertson. Amazed by today's trivia? Then join me every Monday through Friday morning for Trivia Tracks on Fox Sports Camden 97.1.